This is the Key Life Podcast, where we talk everything automotive keys. We are produced and sponsored by AKG Academy. For more information, go to akgacademy.com. JB, well, this is super exciting. I know you and I have been talking about putting together something for some time. So why don't we start? Why don't you want to introduce yourself, JB? Share a little bit about your background. Sure, of course. My name is JB Gates. I'm the Director of Technical Services for Automotive Keys Group and Key Innovations. I am also a full-time locksmith. I have a couple of locksmith shops based in Missouri. And some of my previous experience in the workplace would be an RF communications technician. So I worked on two-way radios. So I'm pretty familiar with component-level repair on printed circuit boards, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's great, JP. And it's, it's always, always, honestly, a breath of fresh air listening and hearing and learning from you. So excited to jump in on this. And I know what we're trying to do here is, is really, you know, an A to Z of manufacturers and some tips and tricks, you know, as it relates to that. And the first one I think we're going to hit here is, is on GM. There are some pretty interesting things going on in the GM world. So, so maybe we can just dive right in, you know, like what, what's, you know, what's going on in the GM area? What tools are you using? Sure. Of course. So I'll tell you, we're getting a lot of calls recently about the GM communication protocol changes. They call it CAN-FD, which stands for flexible data. So CAN communication with flexible data just means that the data rate and packages of different modules flow at different speeds, most of them on the same bus. So it gets a little confusing with the invention or the addition of this new technology there is some programming challenges. A lot of the aftermarket key programmers out there are not able to work efficiently with GM vehicles that utilize CAN-FD protocol. Auto ProPad does a pretty good job of programming any 2021 GM vehicles that have CAN-FD systems, and they do a fair job on some of the 2022s, not all of them. When you get into 2023, that's all going to be programmed. Those vehicles are all going to be programmed by GM factory software at this point, which is called TechLine Connect, and then utilizing a, a J2534 pass-through that's capable of CAN-FD protocol. The Cardac 3, Easy Flasher, AE Easy Flasher 3, or the factory interface MDI would all be appropriate for using that factory software. You know, I'm sure in the future here, maybe even in the near future, some of the other aftermarket manufacturers will catch up. Code Cannibal, also has some similar capabilities to the Auto Pro Pad. Those are the two that are on the cutting edge right now. I know that the Smart Pro and the Autel IM608 are kind of coming in behind those guys and they're developing those protocols. But we get the question all the time, Aol, is, you know, at this point, what device can I use to program, quote unquote, all the new GM vehicles? And so the answer would be TechLine Connect, which is the factory software and a pass-through that's capable of CAN-FD protocol if you want to program all of the most current GM vehicles without having any issues. The other thing that you would need if you're going to go that direction is you need to be a NASTAF member. Every one of these cars that you program with GM TechLine Connect, you're going to generate a D1 form and have to have positive identification of the owner. So you need to be aware of that as well. Super helpful, JV, and a lot to unpack there for sure. So maybe, maybe we start with, how do you go about getting TechLine Connect? Okay. So TechLine Connect can be purchased directly through GM site, acdelcotds.com. You can go right to that website. You can sign up for an account and you can purchase TechLine Connect in, in multiple versions. You can purchase it in a, in a duration, like in an annual subscription. You can also purchase it by a per VIN usage. 
And that per VIN usage is a little interesting. So if you buy a VIN usage through TechLine Connect, you can utilize that VIN for 24 months, but you are limited to the number of programming occurrences that you can have. So it's limited to the number of programmable modules in the car. Let's say the vehicle has 14 programmable modules and you buy the, the what they call the VIN slot for that vehicle. You can program 14 times to that vehicle. Could be the same module multiple times, could be multiple modules, but you do exceed a certain number of programming attempts and then you would have to buy a new VIN slot for that vehicle. But the actual software download and everything is, is free. It's just that you need to purchase either the annual subscription or you need to purchase a, a per VIN, VIN slot, as they call it. What's the cost for the subscription? The subscription cost for TechLine Connect, if you're going to purchase it by the year, the cost is $4,328. And that gives you full access to all the functions of TechLine Connect, whether it be service information, programming, or diagnostics. Or if you prefer to buy the programming services in a per VIN or a VIN slot fashion, if you purchase one, it's $45 per VIN. And as you purchase multiple VINs, the price becomes a little bit cheaper, all the way up to 25 VINs. And if you purchase 25 VINs, you're going to get it for $44.80. So not a huge savings, but there is a, you know, a, a few dollars savings if you're purchasing more than one VIN at a time. Switching gears here for a second, JB, can we talk about the programming process itself? With regards to TechLine Connect, it's pretty similar to any programming procedure that you're used to, except for that there are, you know, a few differences, right? So TechLine Connect is going to operate off of a laptop. Most aftermarket key programmers are self-contained. So when you start using TechLine Connect, you're going to need to have a laptop that's capable of running the system which is going to be just a modern laptop with enough RAM and enough hard drive space to comfortably browse the internet because TechLine Connect does get installed on your PC, but there also is a heavy online component to it. So you're going to basically connect your pass-through to the vehicle. You're going to make sure that the vehicle has a sufficient power supply. Fully charged battery or a battery maintainer is my preference. And then TechLine Connect will actually detect the VIN of the vehicle and will process you through into a menu where you can select the different functions of TechLine Connect. And if you're going to program keys or flash a module, you're going into what's called SPS2, which is the actual flashing utility. So once you get into SPS2, it's going to ask you if you're purchasing your subscriptions per VIN, whether you want to use one of your available VIN slots, you say yes, you progress on through that. And then what you'll do is when you get into SPS2 and all the modules are displayed, you're going to look for the immobilizer functions, usually in the BCM, sometimes in other modules. And, and once you find them, you click on it and the software is going to prompt you through exactly what to do. There will be a 12-minute wait for the programming, just like you're used to in your aftermarket programmer. So it's not going to just blaze through there, but you're going to be prompted by the software from step, step by step. It's, it's pretty simple. It does take maybe a little bit longer than an aftermarket programmer because there are a couple of extra steps. But it's pretty straightforward. That's really helpful, JB. And then what about the key? Anything special as it relates to the key itself? No, nothing special. So GM TechLine Connect is like most other factory softwares. There are a few caveats like Volkswagen Audi Group vehicles. But for the most part, any key, whether it's aftermarket or OEM, as long as it's sufficient quality and, and you know the proper application will work. What I'm trying to say maybe in a better way is that you don't have to use a factory key 
on GM Techline Connect. You can certainly use a high quality aftermarket key. No problem. It'll program just the same. Thanks, JB. That's really helpful to understand. So as you think about the 2023 model years, obviously we're, we're about to bump into 24 model years coming online. Any expectation of changes to the process? I would say no. The CAN-FD protocols are, are new enough. Most manufacturers don't change this often. So I would imagine that the 2024 year models are going to require the same CAN-FD protocol and they're going to be in the same situation that the 2023s find themselves is most likely only going to be factory software that can program it at this time, you know, until some development is made in the aftermarket. But I don't see any changes with regards to key programming coming up. Maybe some module changes, you know, may, maybe some other changes, but I don't think they'll relate to key programming. Okay. And thinking about the thousands of tech calls that you and your team field on a weekly, monthly basis, are, are, are there any examples within there for this TechLine Connect process that you are having to do on these new GMs that, you know, would be helpful for people to know? Well, I think just to get the awareness out there that most of the aftermarket programmers don't program, you know, a portion of 2022 vehicles and all of 2023 vehicles, we get this question all the time, well, what can program it, you know, or we get the question of, oh, I, I looked at the Autel coverage chart, or I looked at the Smart Pro coverage chart, and it says that it does the 2021, but can I do a 2023? There's a, a lot of wishful thinking there because they don't know what they don't know, right? So I think more importantly would be just getting the, the word out that currently you are limited to the factory software on these, you know, a portion of 2022 and all the 2023 vehicles for the time being. I think if we got that information out there, that would be super helpful. Okay. That's, that's super. So kind of changing gears a second here, thinking about not post 23 or 23 forward, let's think about 22 back. Maybe we can talk a little about some of the tools that you're using on those vehicles, why you like them and what you would want to share there? Sure, of course. So, you know, with regards to what's my favorite, people will always disagree about, you know, this, what their favorite is. I'll just give you, you know, my opinion at this particular point. So I prefer the Autel IM608. Seems to be the, the tool with the most broadest coverage and it's able to program fairly easily most all the GMs. The instructions are pretty clear on screen with the IM608. So there are, you know, other programming tools. The Smart Pro does a, a fair job of it, just as fair as anybody else. Auto ProPad, Code Cannibal, there are lots of them on the market. But, uh, you know, my favorite is currently the IM608. So obviously we've got a couple of great tools out there that we're, we're talking about. If we were to kind of chunk it out into decades, Right. If you were to think about kind of the 2010s, you know, what are some tips and tricks that, that people should know or think about when we're walking up to a GM vehicle? Well, with regards to, you know, the year sort of broken down into blocks, I, I don't think there's anything really to understand with the, the 2010, you know, ish block or, or older, you know, they've, they've been out so long. I think most people understand those, but there were some changes, 2018 year models that would probably be good to know. And some people know, some people don't, right? So in 2018, GM changed their immobilizer systems as well. So with the exception of Canadian vehicles in the U.S. market on 2017 and down, you could add a key by onboard programming uh, without having any sort of programmer available. So OBP, 
And in 2018, they actually changed the requirement to where you would need two keys in order to program them another key by OBP. So that's a big change that happened. I've also seen this system rear its ugly head, so to speak, in the 2017 vehicles, depending upon the instrument cluster that was put in them. So like if they were a late 2017 production, they actually had 2018 immobilizer systems. So that would be good to know. And then I mentioned Canadian vehicles there very briefly. It's probably also a good thing to know that all Canadian vehicles for, for multiple years back, probably 12 to 15 years back, have not had any onboard programming capabilities, OBP. So what I do find is when those vehicles work their way into the U.S. market, a lot of times our, our customers are confused about why they can't OBP one of those vehicles. And so I always tell them to look at the event sticker in the, in the door jam. And typically the vehicles that are made for the Canadian market will have one or more maple leaves, a picture of a maple leaf, you know, an outline of a maple leaf on that VIN sticker in the door jam. So that's a good thing to know. Now on these 18 and up vehicles, when we're talking GM 18 and up vehicles, when we're talking about them with regards to programming through the diagnostic connector through OBD, there really isn't a lot of difference. Most aftermarket programmers until you get up to the 2021, 2022 vehicles can just add a key, no problem. So there's no additional OBD requirements with that system that started in 2018, but there is with OBP. Great info. All right, Jimmy. So, so it sounds like we've got kind of this post-23 world, then we've got 2018 to 2022. Within that 2018 to 2022, can you, can you take us a little bit through the programming process, any tips or tricks that, that folks would need to know on any specific model years or models? Well, as long as we're talking about the vehicles that are not CANFD protocol, there really is nothing new to know if you are going to be programming keys through OBD, through the diagnostic connector. That process is still relatively the same as it always has been. Whatever programming tool you're using is going to read the pin code for you and then present the pin code at the proper time. You're going to have the 12 minute wait. And, you know, on these vehicles that are on the newer systems, 18 and up, you know, there's a sequence of opening and closing the doors and, and waiting for 45 seconds at a couple different points. So it's pretty much the same there. There's nothing really different about those. The only real difference is like we talked about just a moment ago was if you're trying to onboard program OBP, that's where you run into the differences of needing two currently programmed keys before you can OBP the third key. All right. And then all the tools that you listed out there, they can do all keys lost situations as well as add a key. Yeah, for sure. And in most cases, guys are not even going to do all keys lost unless something happens where the keys were stolen and they're trying to satisfy a customer's requirement. Because if you do all keys lost on a 2018 or newer vehicle, you're going to need to enroll two keys into the system in order to get the vehicle to start. So most guys that are locksmiths that are just providing a key for a customer are not going to do all keys lost on those because the, the customer typically doesn't want the cost of a second key. But, it, you know, if a customer has the key stolen and they need peace of mind, of course, all the programmers I mentioned can do all keys lost and add a key functions. Just remember on those 2018 and up, if you're going to do all keys lost, you need to make sure that you have two keys available because the vehicle's not going to start with only a single key. Got it. So JB, anything else on, on the GM front? Anything you want to share with folks? No, you know, there are a few oddball vehicles out there that kind of break the rules that we're talking about. Well, let's talk about some of the oddball vehicles, JB. You know, there's always an exception to every rule. So, so what's the exception here 
as it relates to the, the GM factory tool, as well as the aftermarket solutions we talked about that don't go along with the normal, you know, ABC kind of programming process. Sure. There's a few older vehicles that I can think of. And if you happen to come across one of these, your job is going to be a bit easier. There's old Cadillacs, a Cadillac Catera, and there's a Saturn Astra which there isn't a ton of those cars around, but if you do end up with one of those, you actually will be able to read the key code through the diagnostic connector, which is pretty unique for GM vehicles. There are some vehicles that are produced by GM that are made in South America that you can actually do that, but we see very, very few of those vehicles here. But if you are lucky enough to come up against an older Cadillac Catera or older Saturn Astra, you can read that key code through the diagnostic connector, save yourself a little bit of time. And really, that's probably the only ones out there. GM is not like some of the other manufacturers where they had vehicles that needed to be, quote unquote, reflashed and there was no key programming through the diagnostic connector. Most all of those GM vehicles that, that we would come across are going to be able to be programmed by traditional method. So those are probably the only two that stick out in my mind. You're dating yourself a little bit with those two car references, JB. When's the last time you saw one? When's the last time I saw a Cadillac Catera or a Saturn Astra? Okay, so I saw a Saturn Astra last year and a Cadillac Catera about two years before that. Now, I am in a unique market. You know, my market, I see a lot of older vehicles. You know, a lot of guys that are in our field, they see nothing but new cars, and I'm sort of the opposite. I see nothing but old cars. I call it the old junk. I get all the old junk. Somebody's got to do them, right? Somebody's got to do them. That's right. That's great. Well, JB, this has been super informative and, and definitely helpful. You know, I think coming away from this, we, we've learned a lot around the 2023 year, model year forward for GMs, kind of that 2018 inflection point, and then some, you know, as, as you would call them, the oddballs from, from the past. So super helpful there. Appreciate your time and, and uh, we'll certainly be back to talk about another manufacturer here soon. Yeah, definitely. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We'll look forward to the next topic. Thanks, JB. My pleasure. Uh, if you like what you heard on our podcast today, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can get more information at akgacademy.com. We really appreciate your partnership and look forward to chatting with you again.